You're listening to You've Got This, episode 257. Welcome to You've Got This, a weekly podcast for higher education professionals looking to increase their confidence and capacity for juggling the day-to-day demands of an academic life. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Linder. On this episode, I thought I would talk a little bit about how I'm using coaching skills at work. Now, if you listen to Coach to Coach, which is another podcast that I do, there was an episode with another coach where I talked about how to think about using coaching skills at work, but it was so long ago that it was actually with my last job. And so I wanted to take a moment and kind of reflect on how I'm using my coaching skills in this new role. And maybe there's some things that you can kind of take away in terms of what you might want to do in your um, own skill development for your work as well. So there are a ton of different coaching skills that I consider to be kind of micro skills that get embedded in all different kinds of ways. And I've I found this to be true when I was in my job in Kansas. I'm definitely finding it to be true in this job I have now in Denver. So the first thing I would say that kind of immediately came to mind for coaching skills is using powerful questions. Now, if you're not familiar with what powerful questions are, I'll link to an episode of Coach to Coach where I talk about them and kind of go into more detail. But basically, powerful questions are open-ended questions that are phrased um, in a relatively simple way and help people to reflect. Now, there's a lot of different kinds of powerful questions, and the ones that I'm finding myself using the most as I'm meeting new people or engaging with groups are questions that are about defining. So when people are talking about like a particular kind of situation or how something was in the past, I might say, you know, like, what would you call that? What what was something that, you know, would help to define what that period of time meant to you in terms of how you can kind of put it into a bit of a, a box to categorize it a little bit? I also find myself using mirroring, which is when you can take other people's language and embed it into a question. So if I'm listening to someone and they're talking to me and they're using a particular phrase, you know, over and over again, I might ask, you know, what what kind of meaning does that phrase have for you? Or where are you seeing that show up, you know, in your work right now? Um, So there's a lot of different ways that I can use language of what other people are saying to ask a question back. And then the other kind of powerful question I'm finding myself engaged with a lot right now is utilizing metaphors to increase clarity of a situation. And this kind of gets into the defining piece as well of trying to kind of categorize something. But I've been asking people how certain kinds of metaphors resonate with them. And um, people are actually kind of defining their own metaphors for me back, which is really helpful as I'm trying to kind of get a lay of the land and understand the context of particular kinds of situations at work. Now, another different coaching skill that I find myself using a lot is just listening at a lot of different levels. And oftentimes in coaching, what we're trying to do is listen to hear something that's under the surface of what someone is saying. So that might be kind of trying to notice an emotion that someone has or body language or tone of voice, but it could also be, you know, that they have a certain kind of inflection in what they're talking about that you you might understand that there's kind of something happening under the surface there or something that's like unsaid. And this has been really helpful for me, again, as I'm trying to kind of get context and history of a lot of different situations, I might, you know, dig a little bit deeper if I sense that there's something under the surface that that someone isn't quite telling me um, or that they're kind of hesitant to talk about. And it doesn't always mean that I'm, I'm doing that in the moment, but it might be something where if I'm meeting with someone multiple times at a future meeting, I'll kind of circle back to that topic again and see if there's something else that they want to say. So really listening to hear if there's anything under the surface of initial conversations that I'm having with different people. 
Now, another really big component of coaching is to have a non-judgmental approach um, or to be kind of objective or neutral when you're engaging with clients. And this is something that's been really helpful for me, especially as I've been in some kind of high stakes discussions where things can feel a little bit stressful or when you can tell that other people in the discussion have kind of skin in the game and they're really invested in what's going on. Um, it's been really helpful for me to kind of pull back a little bit into a neutral space just to kind of try to understand what's happening. And this happens a lot, you know, when I'm in a meeting where it seems to be like there's high emotions in that meeting, it can be helpful to kind of pull back into that like neutral zone and just try to observe what's happening um, so that I can understand, you know, what's the best way for me to engage, um, whether that's like silence of, of not kind of engaging at all or asking a question or trying to, you know, maybe um, even neutralize some of the emotion that's happening in that space. So that non-judgmental approach, I think, is really helpful. The other thing I found is in my work, and I think this is true of many situations where you come into a new environment or a new university or campus, is you get stories from a lot of different angles and people all kind of experience the same thing in different ways. And so it's been really helpful for me to have that kind of neutral and objective approach when I'm hearing lots of different perspectives on the same thing and I can ask better questions if I'm not becoming kind of too invested in one side of the narrative that I'm hearing. Now, another element of coaching is curiosity. And this is a real cornerstone of being a coach is bringing a curious approach to what's happening with a client. And this is part of what helps you to keep that kind of non-judgmental approach and attitude is that you're you're just asking kind of curious questions. So um, I think this helps a lot of people to trust you more when you're working with clients, but I think it also really helps in the workplace because it's helping me to acknowledge in a lot of different ways um, that I don't know everything. And I, I have to ask a lot of questions in order to find out information. And for me, that's really energizing because every question I ask, I get more information that kind of helps me understand a situation. And so I bring a really curious approach to my work, which helps me to ask, I think, better questions when I'm meeting with individuals and groups, because uh, oftentimes those questions are like, you know, tell me a little bit about like why something is done a particular kind of way, or what's the history of that, or what's the priority here for you? Like, I, I have just a genuine curiosity about what people are thinking about a particular situation or context, and it allows me to ask, you know, questions that I think are really useful in the moment. Now, another area of coaching, um, and again, I'll link to a, another episode of Coach to Coach that talks about this concept is setting agendas. And you do this at every coaching session to try to understand what are the shared objectives between the coach and the client. And that helps to guide the questions that are gonna be happening during that particular meeting and also kind of to drive toward maybe some homework or accountability that the client might have as they're working toward a particular kind of goal. And I'm in the process right now of setting up a, a relatively large, you know, kind of strategic planning project on our campus. And we're trying to kind of set a lot of the meeting agendas a little bit in advance. And I'm using some of the strategies from coaching to think about what are our objectives for those particular meetings? Are there key questions that I want to ask? And are there like homework or accountability things that I want to consider for that group? Now in coaching, we don't often do this in advance, um, but in this case, I'm, al I'm allowing myself to kind of utilize those skills to add a little bit of structure to what we're doing so that in the moment I can focus on coaching and facilitating in that group. And I think it's gonna be really fruitful. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes. Now, the last thing that kind of came to mind when I was thinking about how I'm using coaching skills at work is that I'm asking myself powerful questions as a form of reflection and processing. 
there has been a lot of information coming my way, a lot of new situations, a lot of new responsibilities, things that I'm really trying to do well. Um, obviously in a new job, you're trying to perform you know, with the best of your abilities. And um, so asking myself some powerful questions has been really helpful as I'm going along. Now, some of this is kind of natural for me because I journal every day. And so part of my journaling is kind of reflecting and asking myself like how things are going. Are there particular patterns that I'm seeing in um, my day-to-day -day life or work that I wanna be shifting or changing? Um, and then I also am doing my five-year journal, which allows me to kind of highlight a priority from each day that I wanna be kind of remembering or thinking about. And um, of course I do podcasting and blogging. And so those are all reflective practices that allow me to kind of think about different kinds of questions that I'm asking myself and to process um, different routines and actions that I'm taking in my work that are helping me to understand kind of how it's going for me. Now, I think that this is something that doesn't have to be overt. Um, in, in my journaling, for example, I'm not like giving myself a question and then answering it. But I think that I have been coaching for so long that I have a lot of powerful questions that are just kind of embedded in what I would do on a day-to-day -day basis. So for example, I might ask myself, what's currently working about my morning routine? Or what's currently not working about my morning routine? And this is actually what got me to think a lot better and more efficiently about like my weekend planning because I was trying to like food prep ahead of time. I was trying to get a lot of things done to kind of clear out my evening routine. And so it's allowed me to really settle into a set of routines and um, patterns that are working a lot better for me now that I'm back going to work, commuting every day, and I have less time um, in my home. So some of these things, again, it's, it's not necessarily an overt, you know, Q&A that I'm having with myself, but it's definitely um, giving myself more and more reflective time allows me to see the things that are working and not working and that I might want to make changes for. So I would be really curious to know if you're hearing some of these things and you're thinking, I do that too. <laughs> like this is something that I'm also doing at work because I do think that we all kind of instinctually have some level of coaching that we're probably engaging in. Now there's other kinds of coaching that I expect to be utilizing as I kind of build a team and kind of start to think about how I'm working with people from a management perspective. But for right now, a lot of the work that I'm doing is kind of high level strategy and I'm still finding a lot of different ways that I'm building these coaching skills into that as well. So I would love to hear if you're building any of these kinds of skills at work or if there are other kinds of skills that you find yourself really relying on on a regular basis, you can always email me at hello at drkatielinder.com. I would love to hear from you. And I hope that as we enter into kind of this middle part of the term as I record this, it's getting toward mid-October. I really hope that things are going well for you, both professionally and personally, and they're finding plenty of time to do some of the reflection that I talked about in this episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of You've Got This. Show notes and a transcript for this episode can be found at drkatielinder.com slash podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please also consider rating and or reviewing the show in iTunes. Thanks for listening.